This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Marcus, and today's fast break game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of, team of Dan and Matt versus Benchwarmer Eric Ede and newcomer Chris Hine. Welcome to the bench, Chris. Why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share with us. Yeah, so uh, I now live in Minneapolis. I've been there for about three years. I work in sports as the uh, Timberwolves beat writer for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, done that for the last couple of seasons. Um, and um, as a sports reporter, I'm not supposed to have teams I root for specifically, but I will say I do find myself pulling for the San Francisco 49ers every Sunday. They're my childhood team. Uh, I grew up loving Steve Young and Jerry Rice. So, you know, Marcus, you're shaking your head like uh, you don't approve. I, I'm your um, teammate, and I don't approve. <laughs> <laughs> as as a Seattle Seahawks fan, I, uh, I, I respectfully disagree. Uh huh. Respectfully disagree. Respectfully. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few battles over the years, the last decade or so between <laughs> us. Oh, it, uh, to me, to me, when it's on, it's the it's the best, uh, you know, rivalry in in the NFL. Oh, they when were so on, intense. Are they were a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. They were a lot of fun. For it's, sure. It's nice to see it renewed. Yep. Eric, how are you doing? And let us know what you and Chris's team name is going to be. I'm fine. Um, I didn't realize I was recording tonight. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Literally yesterday, we talked about this. You, ha- I have so much crap going on right now with all this podcast stuff. <laughs> like i gotta write games for saturday and then write games for this other podcast that i forgot i was gonna write a game for and it's just it's yeah um good thing i had most of it done already or else i'd probably be in a little trouble um (laughs) but chris and i were both late to the recording tonight so uh our team name's gonna be we we forgot we were on tonight (laughs) (laughs) all right i love that and Dan and Matt, let us know how you guys are doing and what your team name is. A dog has hemorrhoids. <laughs> what? Says, says do we who? need to do a new sounder for that one? Beep, 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 beep. Breaking no, news. she's she's I, yeah, she's tuck, tuck those back in. <laughs> Pop it in there. Come on. I, we don't know what's going on actually. It, it might be hemorrhoids. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I'm I'm, I'm speculating. Dragging yeah, the butt. Done. We've we've had some really nasty stuff to wake up to in the mornings lately, and um, yada Jeez. yada yada. I took out my power washer, so I feel like I've actually wow. been Jeez. on the. Uh, I feel like I'm actually part of the show now that I've that I've gotten the power washer out. Um, Matt and I, we could have had a we could have had a team name of power washing or something like that yeah. because I, I know you're an aficionado. But I, I, I will I will tell you one thing though is um, now that you just mentioned that I kind of want my dog to do something in the house so I can take the power washer to it. Ooh, to the house. Nice. No, like on the carpet. Like I've never yeah. even thought of using it on the carpet. Like that's uh, trouble. Not well, actually, my dog's I, I did it on the patio because she decided to do it there too. But uh, <laughs> we we have a carpet cleaner for other other such. Wow. Uh, so do I. But a power washer would just do yeah, work. I know, anything right? on, Yeah, that's happened. I'm Obliterate finding something. That's hybrid. Know, it's like a knife. Do a hybrid. There you go. Power washer and carpet cleaner together. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> don't cut that. We gotta market that before anybody hears that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, so I had some funny power washing talk the other day. I was excited. Um, we decided to go collect wood. There was a storms around here the last two weeks or so. So there's a lot of people like giving away free woods from the trees that fell down. So I decided to go collect a whole bunch of firewood to have fires in my backyard. Well, so I arrive at this gal's house to clean up the wood that she has there. And it's got a huge tree. It's monstrously huge. And so I went and grabbed my chainsaw. So I got to do like about eight hours of chainsaw work on Saturday. So that was kind of fun. I haven't done that for years. And then not only that, but it was a cottonwood tree. And I had like one stump that was probably like about, well, the root of it was like, I don't know, four feet in diameter. So huge. And so I cut that up and I'm going to make that into a, I already did, made it into a hammer slogging. So I'm having some, having some fun getting drunk and pretending like hitting nails is fun. So, yeah. So I'm all excited for that. And uh, and after no one was entertained by that as much as they were about the power washing. But our team name <laughs> is going to be, uh, since I decided that we're not going to do anything Minnesota, we're just going to be calling ourselves Beer, Cheese, and Gifts. Every time I drive through Wisconsin, you see signs for those three things in particular. <laughs> Beer, cheese, and gifts. And sometimes all three of them. And sometimes you see the uh, taxidermy stuff, but not as much anymore. So not on not on ninety four. That's uh, yeah. You got you got to get out in the backwoods for that. Oh, on ninety four. Then also, I'd say like a third of them also are for some sort of you know naughty adult related store. So this has been what Wisconsin a minute. Yes, <laughs> it's about all it's all the time we need to spend now, in Wisconsin. Now, now that we know all of that important information, let's kick it over to Dan not past Dan for the rules. Today's fast break game will consist of two halves of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of each half will change from show to show, and I will explain them to you as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the first half with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. Following the second half, we will head to extra time where our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's little giants to be honored as the short game masters that they are. All right, let's get this game underway. That was trash. <laughs> yeah, it was trash. He's got to try it again. You can do better. I believe in you. Today's first half will be pre and post game. Oh, no. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Okay, number one in pre and post game. What former catcher was the first Japanese-born player to play the position full-time when he signed a three-year, $16.5 million contract in 2006 and was one half of the, one of the most dynamic receiving duos ever, becoming a five-time Pro Bowler and three-time All-Pro, and at one point being the receiving end of the most prolific passing-receiving duo in NFL history? Oh, no, 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 no. It's him. It's him. It's him. Um, you type it in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 All right. right. I like that a lot. I like that better. I like that better. 
I, let's, let's go with that one. Yep. All right. We're going to yep, check yep, in. Yep. Yep. We forgot we were on tonight as checked in. <laughs> Beer, cheese, and gifts. You guys can talk it out. I'm thinking that it's not Suzuki, Matt. Yeah. I was right off the bat. I said Kurt Suzuki. The time frame, 2006, does match up with his career. I mean, he's got to be wrapping up a 14 or 15 year career right now, right? Um, yeah. Um, but uh, the only ones we could think of that would go with Suzuki would be Keenan Allen or uh, Keyshawn Johnson, but neither one of them, I think, were on the end of a prolific. It's. I can't Marvin, think of any other Marvin Japanese Harris. catchers. Oh, I can think of one. Marcus. Okay. Who? Um oh what is his name? From uh from the from the Mariners. Um is it uh Jojima? Jojima. Um oh what's his name? What's his first name? Do you remember not remember this guy? No, I don't know. What was Jojima? Yeah, it's like J O H J-I-M-A? Play for the Mariners? That rings a bell. <laughs> and the M-A would work it with Marvin Harrison. Yeah. But I need his first name. And you don't know who he is. Well, so. I mean, I've, I remember the name, but I don't, I don't, I have no clue what his first name is. That's what I'm saying. I need his first name and, uh, oh, man. Billy? It's not Billy. <laughs> Phil. Oh, oh <laughs> Billy. Oh, Phil. Phil. <laughs> I, I'm not going to come up with his first name, um, Matt, which means we're not going to get the answer. So we may as well go with, uh, you know, Hideki Charlie. Hideki seems to be a frequent uh, Japanese first name. Sure. I, I, I was going to go with Maurice, but that's Maurice, fine. there you go. Carl. <laughs> Yeah. Dustin. Okay. Du Dustin. We we got it from Scott. Marcus, what's the whitest uh or did you was it you and I that were saying that? What it is was the whitest? Me. First I said name? Dustin. Well, and and go. the whole reason I brought it up is because there when I was like 13, my dad and I he bought a he bought a Volkswagen bus from this guy in Seattle and we were driving it back and we stopped at a gas station and uh the Asian man who owned it um probably in his mid 50s had a name tag. And his name tag said Dustin. And I could not remain in the store. I had to leave because I was laughing so hard at his name being Dustin. Dustin. I had to have visual proof that Troy O'Leary wasn't white. <laughs> Troy, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, or, what what are we going for a first name here? I, I have no idea. Sure. Let's say Larry. Yep. What was the last name you had again? Um. Uh, Jojima, Larry Joji Marvin Harrison. Okay, <laughs> uh, we forgot we were on tonight. What did you guys check in with? Go ahead, Chris. Uh, we got uh, Kenji Jojima, mm -hmm. and at first we thought Marvin Harrison, but we were like, Oh, I think five Pro Bowls might be too low for Marvin Harrison, but then Eric came up with Mark Clayton. And so we've locked in with Kenji Joe, Kenji Joe G. Mark Clayton. One team is receiving points. Mm -hmm. The correct answer is Kenji Joe G. Mark Clayton. 
Uh, yeah, Jojima, he signed in, like I said, it was late 2005, early 2006, and played uh, three seasons with the Mariners. And then uh, he just decided to go back to Japan. Uh, they were like planning on re-signing him, and then he just decided, uh, I'm done. Uh, he hit like 291 and had 18 home runs in his first season and started off well and then just kind of tapered off. And I mean, he was 28 when he came over. Oh. And uh, yeah, uh, Mark Clayton, part of the Marks Brothers with Dan Marino. Mark Duper. And uh, Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. Duper and, Duper. Yep. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that it didn't come down to Kenji on that one. Man. Yeah, because Marvin Harrison, yeah. All right. Let's move on to question two. What former NBA champion and two-time All-Star was a first-round pick of the Knicks in 2005 who, after his first All-Star appearance, signed a 10-year, $101 million contract with his new team and was a boxer who won the heavyweight championship in only his eighth pro fight and a massive upset by split decision over Muhammad Ali, becoming the only man to actually take the title from Ali in the ring? Yep, there it is. Oh, I like it. Let's do it. We'll check it in. Beer, cheese, and gifts has checked in. We forgot we were on tonight. You guys can talk it out. All right. All right. Um, we think we have the player. Um, so both Eric, and David Lee, right? David so Lee, yeah, yeah. The only other boxer that works with um, David Lee would be... My boxing knowledge is not Le- Le- Leon Spinks. Mm, the did name he rings beat a up, bell. Did he beat Ali? I couldn't tell you, but it's it's an old school boxing name, and I I can't think of anything else. Feels I've, like I've, I've said this a million times, probably on this podcast. Yeah. Most of my boxing knowledge, especially old boxing knowledge, comes from coming to America. He is not one of them, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> he didn't whoop Joe Lewis's head. <laughs> no, he did not. Uh, oh, I think, I think, I think 175 I think years old. I think, you know, if that's the name, it, it works with David Lee. Let's not overthink it. Let's just let's just run with it. Let's just go. David Leon Spinks. Love it. Okay, and beer, cheese, and gifts. What did you guys check in with? Pronounce his name many. correctly, now, Dan. Yeah, you know, there aren't there aren't uh, many boxers that beat Ali, and uh, would have had him in later in the career for this to have worked to get the the belt from him. Um, so we said David Leon Spinks, and both teams will be receiving points. The correct answer is David Leon Spinks. But is uh, that how you I say his David. last name, though? I thought it was. Leon Spinks. <laughs> no, no that's, when Mike, that's only when Mike Tyson um, says it. No, uh, <laughs> no, Leon Spinks had a lisp too. Did he? Oh, I didn't. I didn't anyway. know. That. Okay, so, <laughs> we I know, weren't there, I lo- Matt. <laughs> I I love David Lee. I loved him on those Knicks teams, uh, and then he signed that massive contract with the Warriors, and then hung around just long enough to get replaced by Draymond, get his ring. Yep. Yep. Um. And, That's right. He was on that first Warriors team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yep. And uh, so with Leon Spinks, so he won in 1978. It was only his eighth pro fight, and it was a 15 round split decision with Ali. And Ali's only other drops of the uh, of the title were either no contests or when he got stripped of, when he refused to enter the draft. 
So he's mm-hmm. the only one to actually defeat him for his championship. And then he got stripped of the title because he refused to fight. Um, oh gosh. I can't remember who it was. I think it, either way he refused to fight somebody else fought Ali in like some random rematch, just like in some building and they stripped him of the title. Oh, it was a Ken Norton. It was Ken Norton who he's supposed to fight. And he said, nope, I'm going to fight Ali again. And they stripped him of the title. And basically his career was over after that. So everything comes back to the Seahawks, though, Marcus. Ken Norton Jr. being Ken Norton Jr. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it defensive coordinator? The Seahawks or something like that? Yes, he still is. <laughs> and very, uh, very controversial one at that. Yeah. Um, Marcus, I almost fell into the Channing Fry. Uh, wormhole of that draft so I, I forgot about david lee i'm like nothing works with fry <laughs> matt you used to watch marciano fights right he was good yeah <laughs> he was good front solid. row every fight solid uh, he had good lateral movement you know was, his wingspan wasn't great but he had good side to side he was Rocky marciano was Marco marciano uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on to question three, please. In pre and post game, what UFC fighter, nicknamed Gamebred, owns the fastest knockout in UFC history at five seconds, as well as holds the BMF championship, and was a 12-time All NBA and All Star selection, playing his entire career in Philadelphia then transitioned to coaching and won NBA coach of the year, as well as being named one of the greatest 50 players in NBA history. We're checked in Marcus. Okay. Beer, cheese and gifts has checked in. We forgot we were on tonight. Talk it out. Uh, I'm still not, I'm still not pulling it. I'm not, I can't pull it. Yeah. Like, I don't don't think I'm going to get it. I, I mean, I have the UFC power. I can't old basketball is going to be, the death of me. It's, um, I mean, I mean, well, we can talk it out now, so you could you yeah. could say who the UFC person is. So I'm so. pretty sure it's. I'm gonna butcher his last name. It's uh, George Masvidal. Um, mm-hmm. Just based on the nickname, I, that's immediately where it yeah. went. Um, I just um, I can't I can't think of Dolly. anybody named Al. <laughs> Anybody in Al 50, or Alvin? 50 greatest players. It's got to be somebody. That's what's going to kill me. It's got to be like there's like, like there's like Alvin Hayes. I'm pretty sure is a player, but I don't think he's necessarily going to fit this. Nor is it. It's A.L. plus E.L. Yeah. So it's like. Don't sleep I, on L. Michaels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I got. If you just want to throw out a guess, I can't think of anybody else. Um. <sighs> Or, yeah, I don't know. Let's just let's give it up. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. It's gonna I'm, kill me. I'm, ta- I'm tapping um, out of that one. Fifty greatest oh. players. There's got to be somebody that's close. Um, it's not. It's not like Elgin Baylor. Let's go. Let's go with the, what you said. Elvin George Hayes. Mass Vidal Vin Hayes. It's yeah. terrible. It's not right, but it's a guess. Okay. Beer, cheese, and gifts. What did you guys check in with? It's a whole lot closer than you than you knew, actually, mm-hmm. what you just said. Okay, so I got George Medvedal pretty quickly, um, and I was pretty sure it was right. I, I wasn't 100%, but 
we had to go with that because if it wasn't him, then we weren't coming up with anything. And we were going through every first name that you could think of. And then Matt said, he never said the 76ers. He said Philadelphia. So then we started thinking of the Warriors. And then we're like, well, no, the team that became the 76ers, the Syracuse Nationals. So then we started talking about them. And um, Matt threw out two names. One was (laughs) Hal Greer. Mm -hmm. And the other one was Dolph Shays. So we figured it had to be. George Medvedolf Shades. Shades. One team is getting points. The correct answer, and you all butchered his name, so no worries. It's Jorge Masvidal. Oh, close enough. I was yeah. close. Yeah, I know you were close. I was I'm close. Saying. I, didn't, I wouldn't say butcher. I... <laughs> okay, anyways. The correct answer is Jorge Masvidal Shades. So Jorge Masvidal, game bred. Uh, he has the fastest knockout of Ben Askren, flying knee. Look it up; it's unbelievable. I mean, he just sprints up to him, knee to the temple, game over. That was insane. It was crazy. <laughs> so he has that, and then he holds. Uh, he won the BMF title, which is made up. They just made it up for this one fight. Get him and Nate and Nate Diaz, who's the who are, who's considered the toughest guy maybe ever. Um, so he won that fight and he actually got his start street fighting in those uh kimbo slice videos he was like 16 or 17 and he was street fighting in miami in those kimbo slice videos um and then dolph shays yeah he uh he played for the syracuse nationals and when they became the 76ers he became players he became player coach and then the year after he retired, he won NBA Coach of the Year. And, uh, you know, Chris, you were right on it. You were like, it's got to be an older player because that 50 greatest players was in the late the late 90s. So, yep. All so right. are, you, are you broken yet or are you? <laughs> and I'm like the dumb one. So this is no, no, exciting. No. One. So I'm sorry. <laughs> just Dolph Shays is not at the top of mind for, for me. Nope, nope. Can't I wanted this. to. So think about this. You could agonize about Dolph Shays. I almost made this. I roped in uh, the fact that Dolph Ziggler was an undefeated wrestler in college, uh, the WWE guy. I thought about putting that to fit it with Jorge Masvidal. So you could have agonized over that too. You could have just not put Jorge Masvidal. Or just come up with somebody named Al. Like that could have worked too. Instead nah. of Dolph. Let's move on to question four. Hopefully I don't break you guys with this one either. What former coach is the only person in NCAA history to coach the biggest turnaround in the country in consecutive seasons with UTEP and Texas A&M before leaving for Kentucky, where he was eventually fired in favor of John Calipari and was a four-time Pro Bowl linebacker selected in the first round of the 1997 draft and spent his eight-year career with one team? All right, we're checked in. We forgot we were on tonight. Has checked in. Beer, cheese, and gifts. You guys can talk it out. All right. So, so go yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, you got it. You got the coach. <laughs> yeah, pretty quickly, for some reason, that popped in my brain as being Billy Gillespie. And that was the one that was before Calipari. Um, so, 97 draft linebacker, eight-year career. And you put in Peter, so Gillespie Peter. Yeah, that's the the P makes me Peter. Think, yeah, makes me think your career. Um, Marcus, probably draft. somebody who played for Seattle. 
Um, 97 draft. That was, uh, that was Orlando pace. Yep. Yeah. Um, hmm. Peter, Peter Bulware. Peter Bulware. Yep. That's that it. makes sense. Okay. Yep. So Billy Gilles, Peter Bulware. Oh, is that what you guys are checking out? <laughs> yeah. We'll check in with <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. And we forgot we were on tonight. What did you guys check in with? Yeah, a little personal anecdote. I believe I covered as a student reporter of Billy Gillespie's last game at Kentucky. It was an NIT matchup against Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Notre Dame won, and then like Gillespie was fired the next day. Um, and then Eric pulled the NFL player, so we also locked in with Billy Gillespie, Peter Bowler. And both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Billy Gillespie, Peter Bowler. Um, that's awesome that you just happened to cover that. When you started typing, I'm yeah. so I can I I posted it in the chat already, and I was reading it, mm-hmm. and then I saw you start typing, and I was like, oh my gosh, how does he have this first? <laughs> um, yeah, Gillespie. Uh, in back-to-back seasons, he went from UTEP, turned them around, biggest turnaround, then went to A and M. He was there for kind of like that AC Law era, and then he went uh, to Kentucky and was uh, when he got fired they said it wasn't he just wasn't a good fit for Kentucky and then they yep. brought in Calipari and uh yeah Peter Bulware is just one of my favorite kind of mm-hmm. underrated players he you know he he's not talked about obviously in the same breath as Ray Lewis mm-hmm. but man he was he was a very good player and for the record Dan it's called the Walter Jones draft not the Orlando Pace draft 1997 <laughs> It's yeah. the, the Jim Drunken Miller draft. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I guess we can compromise and call it the Jim Drunken Miller 40, draft. 49, 49ers legend, Jim Drunken yeah. Miller. <laughs> he was the next Joe Montana. Everybody yeah. knows that. All right, let's move on to the last question in pre and post game. What flamboyant former pitcher was a 12-year vet and one-time All-Star winning 21 games in 1999? but sadly passed away at the age of 37 and was a two-time All-American receiver who was selected in the first round of the 2005 NFL draft, but only passed 50 receptions one time in his six-year career with two teams. Oh, hold on. Hear me out on this. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I hate you, Marcus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. Even if it's wrong, I like the answer. I like I like it too. All right, let's do it. We're in. All right. <laughs> we forgot we were on tonight. It's checked in. Beer, cheese, and gifts. Talk it out. Um I think it's Jose Lima. Yeah, that's I was just gonna say I thought Jose Lima when I thought I think of flamboyant major league pitchers. Um this was the end of when i was really paying attention to the draft um so like marcus or mark or holy crap marcus i think he's handsome too why are you talking about no 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 (laughs) i think i just came to the same conclusion that eric came to about five minutes ago this is going to be the other mark clayton Oh yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant, Marcus. If that's right, that's brilliant. I, I think it's it's oh. Jose Lee Mark Clayton. You gonna check that in? Yeah, we'll check that in. And 
we forgot we were on tonight. What did you guys check in with? So, we, uh, Dan, Dan, this was the uh, the Chris Spencer, Troy Williamson draft. Oh, I I know. Wow. <laughs> Don't you ever bring up Chris Spencer to me again. Go ahead, Chris. You don't need you to bring up Troy answer. Williamson ever again either. <laughs> so, so we just came to that conclusion that you guys did, like you said, about five minutes earlier. So do we get more points for that? Yeah. yeah um, yes. <laughs> we've been. Uh, um, but yes. Yeah. We Jose Jose Lee Mark Clayton. The other. You, you don't get more points, but your points are more girthy. Yes. <laughs> Marcus, that was that was brilliant. Well Both played. teams are receiving points. The correct answer is Jose Lee Mark Clayton, the other Mark Clayton. Um, as soon as I got through the first question and I forgot that there are two Mark Claytons, how could I forget? And then I went, oh, so I got to put them on opposite ends of this round. Uh, so, yeah, Jose Lima <laughs> just, I mean, I loved when that guy, dude would celebrate and people get so pissed and... <laughs> He's just like that journeyman who had that one freak year. He wins 21 games, I believe, for the Astros. And uh, they actually didn't ever officially say how he died, but they think it's cardiac arrhythmia. Like, he just had an undiagnosed uh, heart murmur. And uh, then Mark Clayton, two-time All-American at Oklahoma, drafted in the first round by the Baltimore Ravens. And his second year, he had 67 catches, but every other year was under 50. And... Mm. Uh, uh, had one one more season with the Rams, got hurt. Uh, he played first five with uh, Baltimore, got hurt uh, after he signed with the Rams, and that was it. So <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I once I remembered there's another Mark Clayton. I had to I had to do it. <laughs> Is there going to be a John Clayton question in the yeah, time? Here we go. I mean, maybe. Who knows? All right. <laughs> after the first half, we have a score. Of 80 to 80. Tie game, just just how I like it. I mean, you guys kept saying, you know, I was breaking you, but you guys did get all but one right. So, well, both of you got all but one right. So, all right. And now we are on to halftime. Now time for the Halftime Show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. All right. Halftime question one. What, what university did Joe, the leader of Team America, play quarterback for? This is the movie Team America World Police. I want to know what university did Joe play quarterback for? A masterpiece of a movie. If you haven't watched it lately, just throw that thing in and watch it again. It's got to be the unedited version or else you're wasting your time. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, I've seen this movie a hundred times. Hold on. <laughs> if that's, that's it. <laughs> That is 100% it. We could check in. We forgot we were on tonight's checked in. Beers, gifts, or beer, beer, cheese, and gifts. You guys can talk it out. I've never I've seen, seen it, Matt. I've seen it a couple of times, but I've seen it a long time ago. So It's not my uh, thing. I, I, I hate it. Close your ears, Marcus. I hated South Park. I'm, it's just, it's not my thing. It's, okay. 
That's vulgarity fair. for the sake of vulgarity is not my thing. Oh, it is not. It is. The, the movie, yes. Or... The movie was vulgarity for the sake of vulgarity, but the uh-huh. actual show was. So Tree That's Parker fair. and Matt Stone are both from, they're from like the Colorado area and, you know, they wrote Book of Mormon and they did this too. And then they South Park. And so, I mean, but it's got to be something. It's got to be some sort of wisecrack. It can't be like a real legit school. It's got to be like. No, I bet it's joke. real. I bet it's real. Like something like Pecker University or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or... Is it, okay, I, I have no idea. I mean, I've never seen it. So, I mean. Yeah. Is there some sort of funny university name that you could think of that's, you know, uh, but Montana or something like that? Or uh, No. The University of Asses or something? No. <laughs> Slippery Rock. Slippery Rock. Um, there you go. I, We're going to check in with Slippery Rock University. Okay. <laughs> we forgot we were on tonight. What did you guys have? It actually is just like this ridiculous college name that, um, you know, it's just terrible. He went to Nebraska. <laughs> Seriously? One team is receiving points. Oh, my God. The correct answer is the University of Nebraska. So when you think about it, like they're thinking of like, what's the most generic, like, you know, he's like the blonde hair, blue eyed, like all American. Mm-hmm. And he said, Joe here is the finest leader. We ha- uh, the finest leader in the country. He played quarterback at the university of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Not <laughs> seeing it. Not going to watch it. <laughs> okay. That's again, <laughs> totally, totally fair. All right. Let's move on to question two. In the Blue Mountain State episode, Born Again, what former two-time unanimous All-American and first-round pick appears to Thad Castle in a dream as God and informs him that if he goes celibate for the rest of the season, he will go top three in the NFL draft? I don't have anything better than that. I know I spelled the name wrong, but I don't care. I I watched like four or five episodes of this. Oh, okay. It was like 10, 15 years ago. Um you didn't retain every second of every single moment? No, but if you give me a second, I might be able to put two and two together. Okay. Oh, I just saw what you wrote. I, I think that's absolutely right. I think that's right. Okay. Where, where, where did that come from? I just guessed. That's crazy because I'm pretty sure that's right because I remember him being in it. I remember him being in, in an episode early in the show. Mm, let's check it in. All right. Let's do it. Beer, cheese, and gifts has checked in. We forgot we were on tonight. Talk it out. All right. So I I I'm basing my guess here and Eric, we haven't locked in yet, but I'm basing yeah. kind of my guess off the fact that you're a Seahawks fan, Marcus. You're just going with the Seattle route on this one. Because it because it's it's happened earlier, and I'm going. I, I my guess is is like Brian Bosworth. Okay, my, I'm you, coming. Eric, in. Eric was thinking. Eric was thinking Tebow. I'm coming from the other end, going celibate, yeah, which and, also makes sense. I think because I don't know. I maybe your answer is good. I don't know. I I I'm. This is Marcus has done a couple Seattle tricks tonight. Um, so I'm just gonna. 
I don't know. Some there's some Tebow is too Tebow. Uh, I don't know. I, it's a good guess. I I just uh, my gut is just telling me that this is a Seattle. Okay, this is the Seattle diversion. You're you're so. you're. My guess is I, I'm not familiar with the show, so I mean I'm not okay one way or the other. Um, right. So and I think Tebow might be the obvious answer. So I think maybe go away from that. All right. So we're gonna lock in with Brian Bosworth. And uh, beer, cheese, and gifts. What do you guys have? Episode title, it's got to be Marcus's Tricky C- No, Marcus's Seattle Tricks or Tricky Seattle Marcus Tricks. Seattle Mar- Tricky Marcus Seattle turn Mar- Tricks. Marcus is turning tricks in Seattle. <laughs> turning tricks in Seattle, yes. Daddy Alaska. Yes. Daddy, Daddy Alaska, Alaska turns tricks. <laughs> Daddy Alaska turns tricks in Seattle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What did you um, guys have? So Matt says Brian Bosworth is my guess, and I said, you know what? He was in an episode. I remember that. So let's go with Brian Bosworth for one hundred teams. <laughs> Both teams are receiving points. Uh, the correct answer is Brian Bosworth, and it wasn't necessarily a Seahawks thing. I just love that show, and he like <laughs> the exchange between them is is great. He's if like, I if I remember that show correctly, Tim Tebow would never have been in that show. No, God, no. <laughs> that's, that's ne- a fair point. He, yeah, he would never be on that show. That's that show is, has very little to do with football. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, so p- points all around, and let's go to question three of halftime. In Homer Bound Two, Lost in San Francisco, three dogs <laughs> named Sparky, Lucky, and Trixie are broadcasting a baseball game. Name any of the three real people who lent their voices for this quick cameo. Oh, my gosh. Not even a word on the one. We may have jumped the shark right there. Sassy is the cat. That's all I know. <laughs> Michael J. Fox does the dog. Chance. Right. <laughs> oh, correct. Sally, 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 Francisco? Sally, Sally Struthers God. made the, wasn't she Sassy oh, the geez. cat? <laughs> it was Sally Field. Sally Field. Was, Sally uh, Field. Field. Yeah. Okay, not Sally Struthers. And I don't she remember. Ate, she some ate the cat. Guy, some old guy with shadow. It was Ralph uh, Waite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez. I was just typing that second one. I was just typing that typing that second one, Matt. Yeah, let's do that then. Let's do that. We'll check. We in. just have to do one, right? Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and check in, Marcus. Okay. Uh, beer, cheese, and gifts has checked in, so we were we forgot we were on tonight. You guys can talk it out. Yeah, so Eric, I, I like I like that guess because Bob Euchre was all over like Everything. early '90s, late '80s movies. Anything to do with baseball and like broadcasting was Bob Euchre. So I am. Let's just go. Let's just go with it. Let's not right. make it over too much. All right. Going Bob Euchre. Okay. And beer, cheese, and gifts. What did you guys have? Just a bit outside. Yep. Mr. Bob Euchre. Both teams as, are. Yeah. Sorry. Or as <laughs> Matt said, Bob, Bob Urker. Yeah. Urker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Both teams receiving points. It was. Uh, so Trixie was Trixie Euchre. Uh, Sparky was Sparky Michaels, as in Al Michaels. And Lucky ah. was Lucky Lasorda. Oh, so Lucky those Lasorda? were the three. 
Yep. <laughs> and they, they had they Sparky are... Anderson sitting right in front of them. Right, right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they went... Sparky Michaels. Yep. Sparky Michaels, Lucky Lasorda, maybe, and Trixie. Maybe, maybe Sparky Anderson pulled out at the last minute and they couldn't change the scripts around, so they had to leave <laughs> Sparky in there. <laughs> Too girthy. Sounds like something Sparky Anderson would do. Jeez. Too girthy. <laughs> Too girthy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. One second. After halftime, we have a slight lead change. We forgot we were on tonight is at 140, and beer, cheese, and gifts is at 120. Now, on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's second half will be Fill the Gaps. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That was a one-time thing, guys. We're that is. It again. Fill the gaps. This quarter will consist of three questions with up to five pieces of missing information. The teams will attempt to fill in each piece of missing information. Each answer is worth up to ten points. We need it. No, no, we don't need a. We don't. We don't need a, a, a seductive one. We need a girthy read for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Where you sound really bloated. <laughs> You're just like, oh, burp no, in between oh, every word. <laughs> Papa Tums oh halfway through. Oh, I need my Tums. <laughs> oh man, how many? How many do we have in fill the gaps? Is it four or how five? Many? Five. That's, five? That's the worst. That was the worst way to put this. How many do we how have many to fill gaps the gaps? Are, how many gaps are we how filling? Gaps are we we usually fill? only do three fill the gaps, don't we? Yes. Really? Just yeah. Three. Oh no. Yes, just three. Because we found five right. was too long. Five's five's oh. too many. Okay. So way too many gaps to fill. We don't right, have enough then, time. Uh, then you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna workshop this just for a second, and I'll be workshop. Right. You just cut two of them. <laughs> I know. Just... Well, yeah, but I gotta fill them in because I'm gonna put it in the chat for you. You gotta fill them. I gotta fill those gaps. <laughs> okay. Fixed it. All right, you guys ready? Mm. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay, number one in fill the gaps, or excuse me, number one in fill the gaps, the kick six. The 2013 Iron Bowl was one for the ages. To start the wild fourth quarter, Alabama receiver blank caught a 99-yard touchdown from blank to give Bama the lead. Blank caught a 39-yard touchdown pass from Nick Marshall to tie the game for Auburn with 32 seconds left. Alabama appeared to run out of time on a run by blank, but Nick Saban argued that he stepped out of bounds with one second left on the clock. The officials agreed, and that led to the 57-yard missed field goal that was run back 109 yards by blank to end Bama's three-peat bid and propelled Auburn to the national championship game. Yeah, We're going to check in. We forgot that we were muted. on tonight. Yeah, because because... I, I, that was muted, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that, that looks good to me. Yeah. Right, so that's it right there? Okay, we forgot we were on tonight as checked in. Beer gifts 
beer, cheese, and gifts. You guys can talk it out. So the quarterback for Bama was A.J. McCarron. Was it A.J.? Whatever his name. Last name was McCarron. Um, then he threw the pass to Amari Cooper. T.J. Yellen. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, before that, I think um, Marshall threw the pass to, I don't know his first name, but I think his last name was Coates. Like Ben Coates. This is, you know, I made me think of him. Um, I don't know his first name, though. And then we're pretty agreed that uh, TJ Yeldon is the one who stepped out of bounds with one second left. And then um, uh, Davis, um, uh, what's his first name? I had it up here a second. Chris Davis was the one who returned the kick. Right? Okay. Dan? This was your world, Matt. I was just looking oh. at <laughs> that I, you I got I got you yep. McCarron and Cooper, and that was about yeah, all yeah. I was going to do. <laughs> there you go. Checking that in. Okay. For 100. <laughs> Not wagering yet. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, we forgot we were on tonight. What did you guys have? Eric, you want to take it? Uh, yeah. So I'm actually a closet Alabama fan. Um, Boo. So it was, <laughs> it was Amari Cooper from AJ McCarron, and it was Sammy Coates. Sammy um, Coates. I, I had such high hopes for Sammy Coates in the uh, in the NFL, just didn't work out. But I think he's last he was in like the XFL. Anyway, um, TJ Yeldon and I believe it's Chris Davis. Yes, mm-hmm. both teams receiving full points. Yes, Amari Cooper caught the pass from AJ McCarron. Sammy Coates. Uh, caught the touchdown from Nick Marshall, uh, Yeldon ran out of bounds, and of course Chris Davis ran it back 109 yards uh, for the touchdown, and thankfully ended Alabama's three-peat bid. <laughs> um, I I thought about leaving out Nick Marshall, but I thought that was <laughs> Nick Marshall was pretty tough, so I yeah, that's, that's a tough why. one. Yeah. All right, so full points for that one for both teams. Question two. They are who we thought they were. On October 13, 2006, the undefeated Chicago Bears took on the one-win Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals took an early two-touchdown lead on Matt Leinart touchdown passes to blank and blank. The Cardinals tacked on two field goals to head into halftime with a 20-0 lead, and in the final minute of the third, the score was 23-3. With two seconds left in the third quarter, Liner was strip-sacked and safety blank scooped and scored to make it 23-10 to heading into the fourth quarter. A few possessions later, after some Bears turnovers, the Bears D scored again on a scoop and score after a fumble to get within six. With 2.58 left, rookie sensation blank returned a punt 83 yards for a touchdown to give the Bears their first lead of the game and blank missed the game-winning 40-yard field goal for the Cardinals to preserve the Bears' unbeaten start of the season. Yeah, that looks good. Uh, we're going to lock in, Marcus. All right. We won't – or we forgot we were on tonight. Has checked in. Uh, beers, cheese, and gifts. You guys can talk it out. The f- So, okay, so you have the last three, Rackers, Hester, and Antoine Bolden. But Bolden wasn't – he was number – he was one of the guys that scored in the first. Oh, Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I think the other person who scored might have been Edron James. On a pass? I mean, uh, maybe not. Oh, you know what? I think Edron James was one of the fumbles. Um, 
Hmm. I think Edrin James is one of the guys that got stripped. Yeah, I think you're right. I can't been, think of this, any this, other wide receivers peanut, on that card. Peanut Tillman. Peanut Tillman for catching a pass? No, no, no. Stripping the ball. Oh, was, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what all different ones we're trying to get here. We're trying to figure out one the two people who caught passes, who stripped uh, the ball, uh, scoop and score by after a fumble to get uh, <clears throat> six. Could that have been Tillman? Could have been Tillman, or I mean, it could have been Erlacher also. I thought Erlacher had a score in that game. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know who the other person who caught the pass from Liner for a touchdown in the first half was. I don't um, either. Um, probably somebody that I barely know. I'm 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 pretty positive. I'm 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 100 positive on Devin Hester. I I don't 90, think the other 95 on Neil Rackers. Yeah, pretty sure Bolden scored. Yep. You want to say Erlacher or do you want to say Peanut Tillman? Tillman was the first one I came up with. Um, okay. I mean, it very well could have been Erlacher, though, too. For the other wide receiver to catch a touchdown, you want to go with uh, Nate Poole? No, not at all. <laughs> totally, obscure, totally obscure Minnesota reference. <laughs> I liked you for a while there, man. We were teammates. We were doing just fine. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> all right. You just want to go with those three, then? Are those four? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you may as well say Edron James because I mean we have to. We okay. may as well answer the fifth one. I have no so, idea who it was. I mean, it, it just it, James doesn't sound like the guy that would have caught the ball. We would have caught a reception for a touchdown, but I don't know. That's just me. So James Bolden, Hester Rackers, and Tillman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we forgot we were on tonight. What did you guys have? So I had this pretty much down right away. Uh, the two receivers were Anquan Bolden. Well, he was the second one. So the first one to catch it was Bryant Johnson, Penn State great. Um, Anquan Bolden. Um, and it wasn't Tillman. Tillman did the second one, but he didn't want the second one's name. The first one was Mike Brown. And then Devin Hester and Neil Rackers. We had, we had Tillman in there, too. There was a scoop and score for Tillman. We needed six names total. We had Tillman. No, he didn't put a blank there for the sixth one. Oh, he didn't? No, yeah, that's why I said he didn't want the Tillman. Oh, I got confused then. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of key events in this, uh, in, in this game. Okay, one team receiving the full 50 and one team receiving 30 points. So it was Matt Leinert, touchdown passes to Bryant Johnson, and Anquan Bolden. Uh, the safety who scooped and scored was Mike Brown. Oh, sick. Um, oh, yeah. And then Devin Hester, obviously, with the punt return. And Neil Rackers missed the field goal. Now, the crazy thing about this game is the Bears are the first team in NFL history to come down from, that, from a 20-point deficit without scoring an offensive touchdown. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Rex. Rex Grossman <laughs> threw six <laughs> interceptions in this game. <laughs> oh, that's right. And, and he played in a what, Super Bowl. And that's why Denny Green was so pissed afterwards. Because, they because the Bears were it, who they thought they were. <laughs> and we let him off the hook. <laughs> it's, it's how, bad, of, how bad <laughs> is your team, the Cardinals, 
when the other quarterback throws six interceptions and you still that lose. defense was so insanely good. It was yeah, Lance the Cardinals Lance, defense, no. the Bears. Oh, oh my god, no. that Bears, Bears defense. defense. Oh yeah, of course. Lance Briggs, Erlacher, yeah. Mike Brown, Tillman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh uh, wasn't that Nathan Vasher? Uh, yeah. had a good year yeah. for them. Uh, they had like Mark Anderson had like some freak year where he <laughs> where he had like thirteen sacks, just crazy. That team. Steve so Mongo good. McMichael. I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Otis Wilson <laughs> and Wilbur Marshall. Don't, don't forget Leslie Ricky Manning. Frazier. Ricky Manning. Leslie Frazier. <laughs> Dave Dewar. Ron Rivera. I mean, that Dave was Harry Yep, yep, yep. Gary Fensick. <laughs> right. What a, oh, what geez. a defense. Yeah, <laughs> just all of them combined. That'd be a pretty good combined defense. All right, let's move on to the last question and fill the gaps. Excuse me, fill the gaps. Thank you. Okay, this one's going to be pretty straightforward, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota for the oh, 1994 no. NBA All-Star Game. Here are your starting lineups for the Eastern Conference All-Stars. At center from LSU, blank. At power forward from Syracuse, blank. At small forward from Central Arkansas, blank. At guard from Georgia Tech, blank. And finally at guard from Iowa, blank. Wow. 94. You picked 94. All right. Let uh, me. I, I, got, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got some of these. I think here. I got them all, Matt. Hold on. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> of course, the two Minnesota guys. They were there. It's, this is biased. <laughs> oh, crap. To be fair, it was Scott originally in that seat. I'm a fan. Chris, I think those are the three I had. So we're, we're good there. So you got to, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I had three of those names, but I like we all can, those so names. They are, we can check so it. They are, so they are both guards. Okay. So that much that much we know. Go ahead. All right. One, one second. Beer, cheat. Beer, cheese, and gifts has checked in. We forgot we were on tonight. Talk it out. If I knew there was yeah. a 94 NBA All-Star question, it would not have been on. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so we got three. We got we got Shaq uh, from LSU. We got Derek Coleman from Syracuse. And we got Scottie Pippen from Central Arkansas. Um, this is, so this is, this is, these are these are this is year one of the two lost Jordan years, right? Right. So my, Jordan obviously isn't in the rest of the answer. So um, then Georgia Tech and then Iowa. Who went to the finals those years? Um, or Houston? Well, Houston in the West. Yeah, the, in the, Houston, East, the Eastern. It teams. was Orlando. No, that wasn't the Orlando. Well, no, nope, Orlando. Next year. That the next year was at the Orlando. Nix in Orlando. Yeah, those were the two. So it was the next year, but crap. Um. What were the schools? Hold on. What do we got here? Georgia Tech and Iowa. And Iowa? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Not Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> just, just, uh, there's one, there's one name, there's one name that's, that's sticking out to me in my early what, 90s. Where, where did, where did, uh, Kenny Anderson? That's the name that was sticking out to me. Cause I feel like he's the Georgia Tech guy. Okay. So I would. So if you you pulled him and I was, he's a gut instinct of mine. So maybe we could just go with him for the Georgia Tech okay. guy. Somebody that went to Iowa. So somebody that went to Iowa. Um, 
who's just so Rick so I guess Smith. we just I guess we just I guess <laughs> guard from Iowa Rick who's Smith just like really yeah. really white well I guess just try to I guess we just try to come up with a with a, a good guard from the Knicks or the Bulls or um I don't know uh Starks, Orlando, not, Starks, Starks didn't go to Iowa. Orlando did not. I'm, I'm an a Magic Nick, fan. Nick Anderson, Nick Anderson. He, he did not he go, to, go Iowa. to Iowa. Bulls, you had at that time. You had like you didn't have. I don't think you had Ron Harper, but Ron Harper wasn't Iowa. Um, Paxson. Paxson was not, Notre Dame. Paxson oh, was Notre God. Dame. I went to Notre Dame. He was Notre Dame. Um, okay, so that helps. Like, there was BJ. There was BJ Armstrong. Go to Iowa. Um, there was BJ Armstrong. My BJ Armstrong trivia has just left um, me today. So, like, yeah. So those are the those are the names. Like, was like Dennis Scott? Was he on Orlando? He was on Orlando. Was not not Iowa. I'm trying to think what I'm trying Anthony. to think. Of. Those are those are the other. Those are the only other like. Guards that were on good teams that I can think of. What about Mark um, Price? He sounds Mark Price seems like an Iowa guy. He does seem like an Iowa guy, um, but yeah, I don't know where he went to college, but that would be the right time frame for a Mark Price. It'd be like um, a Price of Starks or uh, Mookie Blaylock, but I don't think he went to Mookie Iowa. Mookie Blaylock either. from Atlanta. Um, I think he went to Oklahoma. Yeah, I I I just, I would just pick one of those guys whoever right. you think. Um, let's go. Let's go Mark Price. He seems Iowa E. Okay. Mark Price is our fifth. Okay. And beer, cheese, and gifts. What did you guys have? Mark Price is funny enough, Georgia Tech. Ooh. But he was not the Georgia Tech that you uh, were looking for in this case. Shaq and Coleman and Pippen and Kenny Anderson. And the Iowa guard would have been one B.J. Armstrong. Ah. It was B.J. Armstrong. Ah. Both teams are receiving points. Full points going to beer, cheese, and gifts, and 40 points for We Forgot We Were On Tonight. The correct answers, Shaquille O'Neal, Derek Coleman, Scottie Pippen, Kenny Anderson, and randomly for one year when Jordan wasn't there, B.J. Armstrong. <laughs> So I could have given you the Western Conference starters too. So I, I, I mean, I, I was all over that. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things where I was looking for another Philly gaps. I'm trying to think of memorable stuff, and then I was like, I was looking at All Star teams, and I went, "What? That starting lineup is weird." That <laughs> so, is a very weird All Star starting lineup. Um, right? The, the West so. was not much, not much better. No, it was not. The West was. was um, the if West? I remember correctly, who was the West? It was, it was a Lajuan. And then Sean Kemp, I've mm-hmm. this is still better. And Barkley, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, uh, Clyde Drexler and um, Mitch Richmond, vastly better. <laughs> That's vastly so, so, better. That makes a lot more sense in the Eastern lineup, though. That makes a lot more sense. Was the was the game two hundred to eight? It was that was twenty seven to one eighteen. East one. What? East one. <laughs> Gotta be kidding. Mookie well, Blaylock Sha- went Sha- off. How many? How many points did Shaq have? Did he just have like fifty? I don't, 50 I don't have the. Or? I don't have the box score right here. But uh, Scottie Pippen was the MVP. Oh, that's so, why. Yeah, okay. but I mean, but I mean, the reserves for the East: Blaylock, Ewing, Horace Grant, Alonzo Mourning, Charles Oakley, Mark Price, Starks, and Will and Dominique Wilkins. Where did Mark Price go to college? 
Georgia Tech. <laughs> oh, yeah, Georgia Tech. My bad. Yeah, yeah. It's close to Iowa. Uh, yeah. Close enough, yeah. Yeah, we were close. We were in the ballpark. When you said born white, in Iowa? I, I don't think of white players at Iowa. I mean, except for Brad Lowhouse, but uh, mm-hmm. A.C. Earl? I mean... <laughs> Oh gosh, I remember when we had freaking AC Earls in the answer, and I was like, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> All right. And after the second half, we have we forgot we were on tonight ahead with 280 and beer cheese and gifts not far behind with 250. And that will bring us to extra time. This final round will consist of three categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. All right, and the categories are as follows. Everybody scores, wide receiver you, and longevity in mediocrity. Now, everybody scores is going to be about baseball, Major League Baseball. Wide receiver U is NCAA football. And longevity and mediocrity is soccer. And now it is time for the teams to place their wagers. And now that the wagers are in, let's move on to the questions. First question of extra time. After trailing by 13 games on August 3rd, 1995, the Seattle Mariners battled to a tie with the California Angels at the end of the regular season, forcing a one-game playoff to determine the AL West. In the sixth inning, with the Mariners up 1-0, what journeyman infielder and 13-year MLB vet broke the game open with a bases-loaded broken bat double and eventually came all the way around to score after a throwing error and propelled the Mariners to their first-ever playoff appearance? You, you Eric, sure? I think I got that one. Go with it. I, let, let me just... Let me just... Partner okay. that for a second, but I'm like, there's there's one other there's one other guy, um, and I'm thinking of just give me a second to just before I, well before I lock it in, I'm like, no, what's that guy? Just give me. A All right, Marcus, we are locked in. All right, we forgot we were on tonight. Has checked in, beer gifts and beer cheese and gifts. You guys can talk it out. Hmm. Okay. Um, in the sixth inning. Why am I not remembering this, Matt? We have to. I mean, I remember. So it was Randy Johnson and uh, Mark Langston. Yep. Were the pitchers, and they, I think, Mariners up one to zero. I, I remember this game very vividly because yeah. I was working two full-time jobs after I graduated high school in 95. And this was on like, like, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but it was like an afternoon game. It was happening like in the, you know, like at five o'clock in the afternoon or something. It wasn't a evening game. It wasn't because I had, so I remember very specifically sitting on my couch in my house and cottage grove and watching this game. And I know that I remember Vince Coleman was in this game. Vince Coleman yeah, was playing not, for not the any... Angels at the time, right? Right. Uh, Again, not a, uh, not an infielder. Um, yeah, and I mean, I guess you could call him a journeyman. Yeah, I guess. But um, yeah, Soho. Luis Soho. 
Yeah. Is that that it? makes sense? That makes sense. He was on that team, right? Pretty sure he was on that team. I mean, I remember him playing with the Mariners, but I don't, I mean, and I remember him playing in that game. He was, a, he was an infielder, right? Yeah. He absolutely was. That, I mean, unless um, you can think of anybody, I mean, who are the other infielders that they had on that team? Um, um, oh, uh, man. Am I... Joey Cora? Yes, Cora. Um, I think Tino Martinez was on that team. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> Jay Buhner, was he on that team? <laughs> yeah, but not a, again. Not a, I know, uh, I know. I just, think of, I just think of the <laughs> Seinfeld. Jay <Yeah>. Buhner. <laughs> We've traded Jay Buhner. <laughs> All right, um, you want to, I mean. That's the only, that, that makes sense. That name makes he sense. He would have been playing second, right? Probably a platoon at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, right. let's do it. Louis Soho. Yep. For, for 100. Yeah. Okay. And we forgot we were on tonight. What was your answer and wager? Yeah, I don't think you guys have to worry about this. I remember watching this game vividly. Uh, they broke into it to say that the OJ verdict was going to be announced the next morning or something, if I if I remember that correctly. Oh, really? Um, I, I believe so. I remember something along those lines. But it was Louis Soho who then went on to play for the Yankees. And I was a big Yankees fan. And I remember he was a part of that Seattle team that broke the Yankees heart in 1995. So Luis Soho was our answer for 50 points. And both teams are receiving points. And just for the record, I, I did put six, but it actually was the seventh inning. Not that that mattered, but um, yeah. Uh, Langston and, and Johnson were just, it was a pitcher's duel the whole way. Mm-hmm. Johnson was perfect through six. And, uh, yeah, so just hit one right under JT oh, Snow's so glove. Johnson was perfect through six. Then he allowed yes. a hit, or did he allow a run in the sixth? So Johnson was perfect through six. He ended up actually giving up his first hit in the ninth inning, and it was a solo home run. They won oh, nine to one. That's Yeah, nine to <laughs> Yep, okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, yeah, Soho hit it up the first baseline and it got under JT Snow's glove and it went underneath the Angels' bullpen. Bullpen, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then the relay throw to Langston and he tried to get Cora out at home and the ball went all the way to the backstop and Soho just kept chugging. And so the call was everybody scores. Everybody <laughs> scores. <laughs> By Rick Riz, the uh, Mariners play by play guy. Core was the one that gave me a little bit of pause. I had to just double check to make sure it wasn't him, but I was like, I'm like 99.9% sure that was Luis Soho. I had to keep saying infielder because Dan Wilson's name kept jumping into my mind. And I was yeah, like, Dan Wilson. Him. Him. Yeah. Dan Wilson, the, the songwriter, Dan Wilson, oh. semi Sonic. Dan Wilson, my buddy <laughs> who uh, serves beers at McGovern's. Served <laughs> cheese and gifts too. McGovern's is in St. Paul. So sure, I guess. <laughs> All right. After the first question, we do have a lead change. Beer, cheese, and gifts is now up to 350, and we forgot we were on tonight. Are at 330. All right. Let's go to question two. Wide receiver U. In the Big Ten, the top three all-time receptions leaders all hail from Purdue University. They there were overlap 
for all three of these players who were there from 2000 to 2007 collectively. These players all have over 250 career catches and all subsequently went on to be undrafted. I want you to name two of the three. We're going to check is, in. I, I, love, I love this question. I'll tell you why <laughs> when, we're, when, we're, uh, when we're answering. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. All right. We forgot we were on tonight. Has checked in. Beer, cheese, and gifts. You guys can talk it out. I think you're right with that second one because, or with that, I think my name is wrong because I. So what I. So go ahead. You say the name that you had. I. I. I I'm positive that John Standiford is one of them because I. I was reading John Sanford books at the time, and I just remember the the correlation between the, mm-hmm. the two names and. Um, he played alongside another wide receiver with Stubble a long field. S. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna say with a long last name that begins with an S, and that's it. It's Stubblefield. Yeah, because I had the name because just recently they had a wide receiver named Rondell Moore, but then when I went and when I reread Marcus's, I don't think he had that long of a career. He had like one year where he was ridiculous, but then. I don't, I don't know how long his career was, but yeah, Stubbefield. I don't know his first name though. Did you say? Did you know it? No, but that is. I'm almost positive that's right. You want to go with I those two that, names? I remember the last name. So Stanford and Stubblefield for eighty-five. And we forgot we were on tonight. What did you guys check in with? So I went to Notre Dame. I grew up a Notre Dame fan. Um, and so watched, watched a lot of matchups with Purdue growing up. Um, and I knew Stubblefield was one of the names. Um, so I went with, we went with Stubblefield and I'm happy to say that I knew the second one right off the bat because he's actually a personal friend of mine. Um, he's one of the, he, after he graduated from Purdue, he, he came out of the closet and he's kind of a trailblazer for gay uh, gay athletes in sports. Um, and over the last five years or so, he and I have become become pretty good friends because I'm an openly gay sports writer. So we've just developed this friendship over the last five years. And I knew that he was an awesome receiver at Purdue. Um, again, watched him when I was in college and I'm fortunate to call him a friend now. And that is Dorian Bryant. Ooh. Oh, good pull. I remember that name. Ooh. Now that you say that, yeah. For how many points? A hundred. Both teams receiving points. And uh, that was part of my flavor text was that um, I believe he did. If and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but he didn't come out on his own. Somebody did it on their own. Right. And he denied it at first. Um, I remember the the first I remember uh, reading about him being openly gay was I I remember like a he lived in Philadelphia and uh, the magazine in Philadelphia did did a big profile of him. Gotcha. Um, uh, like a couple years back and it was after that that I like reached out to him and we just kind of uh, became friends ever since and and uh yeah uh he's got some he's got some fun some interesting stories to tell about his his time in college for sure <laughs> I bet <laughs> uh yeah shout out to Dorian Bryant because man I I loved I I for me it's NCAA football when I play that game and I put in all the names that's those are just names that stick out um Taylor Stubblefield is number one Taylor. he has three he has 325 career catches. Dorian Bryan is number two with 292 career catches. And John Standiford is third with 266 catches. And wow. not very surprisingly, the two quarterbacks that overlapped during that time were Drew Brees and Kyle Orton. 
So Drew Brees was he was he oh he was okay. Yeah, Meh. he's kind of short. He's not as <laughs> not as good as Ken Anderson. <laughs> That's for sure. No, not even close. All right. After the second question, the lead hasn't changed, but the gap has gotten a little tighter. Beer, cheese, and gifts at 435, and we forgot we were on tonight at 430. Going into the last question, it is anybody's game. Noonan. But but not really. Noonan. (laughs) Okay, question three. Eric, your wife's calling you. You got to go. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Bye, to I was so confused. I was like, oh, this is the way to do it. it. Connectivity problem. Sorry, Chris, you're on your own. <laughs> all right. I will. I could just. I could just turn this off now and watch the victory celebration and walk. Because my my night is done here. So there you go. <laughs> the next question is about soccer. All right. The final question in longevity in mediocrity. There is only one player in U.S. history to play in four FIFA World Cups, and that is for the United States. When not playing for the U.S., he had stops with the Chicago Fire in Houston Dynamo, PSV Eindhoven in the Netherlands, Manchester City in the EPL, Hanover 96 in Bundesliga, and Rangers FC in the Scottish Premier League. Name this player. And before you even ask clarifying question, there are other players who have been on for FIFA World Cup teams for the United States, but he's the only one to have actually played in four. We're going to check in. By the way, we Eric, we were on no, tonight. Surprise, <laughs> no surprise, Eric came up with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we forgot we were on tonight, has checked in, beer, get, beer cheese, and gifts. You guys can talk it out. So what was the guess that you had? I, I, I've got a couple. Um, he, I mean, Landon Donovan played forever, yeah. but I don't think he played in four. How about uh, the goalie Howard, right? Howard did not get to four because they didn't. Yeah. They didn't it make it. The That's one time. right. Yep. You're right. Um, I, I did a question on, on us players, who have with international games played the steam. Yeah. Um, Oh, games played. Okay. The one name that keeps popping into my head is um, Beasley. Is DeMarcus Cole? No, no. DeMarcus Beasley. (laughs) I have no idea whether those, those teams match up for him, but I want to say he's been with the, he was with the, U.S. team up until their that last one where they that last debacle where they didn't make it before eighteen. Like, yeah, like he he like he retired right before that. Mm. So he would have had the opportunity to have been on. Would it have been 14, 10, six, six and four, and two, six and two? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. he would have had the opportunity to have been on them. So. I, that's that's what I got. I got Beasley for, if if you want to go with that. Yeah, sure. Well, we're gonna go with Cole Beasley for sixty five. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, let's not talk about Michael Cole Beasley. <laughs> Michael Beasley. <laughs> um, we're gonna go with one. Beasley for what sixty five? Sixty five. And we forgot we were on tonight. What did you guys have? Chris led me the right way on this one. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, you wouldn't have gotten this without me. It's 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 Demarcus Beasley. Hmm. For how many points? One hundo. Oh wow. Oh. Both teams are receiving their points. The correct answer is Demarcus Beasley. Yeah, it, I mean, to play that long, and I don't think he's always the first guy that you think of when you think of those guys that played on so many teams. But <laughs> All right, this fast break game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Beer, Cheese, and Gifts finishes with 500 points, and our little giants of the game who are receiving the prestigious Trendon Holiday Award <laughs> with 530 points is we forgot we were on tonight. Oh, man, that was fun, especially when it comes down to the final question like that. Um, Chris, I guess we'll start with you. Is there anything you want to say before we call it a night? Uh, thank you for having me. This has been this has been a lot of fun. Um, the the some of the questions I, I you know, it was fun going down memory lane and with my friend Dory and I can't wait to text him and let him know that he helped us to a he can't he helped us to a win here tonight yes um, please do that's awesome and uh yeah the thank you again thank you so much for having me and and you know hopefully you'll you'll have me back in the future and I promise to be on time next time <laughs> I, I <Hey>. don't <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here <laughs> ah, there you go yes Eric what about you what do you got to say so I, I, I like I said before the recording, my wife asked me before I'm sitting up there editing. She's like, are you recording tonight? Nope, not at all. No worries there. I'm almost done with this recording. I'm going to go take a nap, go to bed. It's going to be nice. And then I get a text from Matt. Are you coming on? <laughs> oh, uh, but no, thanks, Chris. You knew a lot more than you let on to in the beginning. Um <laughs> Uh, we, we pieced was, a few together yeah, too. Some of those before good. and afters were me getting one and you getting one, and it, it worked out. It worked That's out the best perfectly. way to do it. Yeah. Yep. 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 But thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun. Um, I love teaming up with guests, so bring it on. Dan and Matt, you guys answered a lot of questions right. It's just <laughs> yeah. You know, in the end, in the end, when it's wagering, it's just you know. I'd, I'd like to thank uh, Dolph Shea. So uh, Dolph Shays. So. <laughs> All right, great poll. I'd like to I'd like to thank the entire University of Nebraska. (laughs) Stay classy, Nebraska. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, and then for me, man, this like uh I felt like I finally this is like probably the game that I felt the the the, i felt good about the most i felt like you guys were challenged but when you guys feel challenged and you taking time to talk it out and you're still coming up with the right answer then i feel like that's a good question you never want it to end up with a bunch of you know you never want it to be too tough and i felt like this is a good mix so i appreciate you guys uh indulging me i'm I'm gonna suggest that we make a new category at the benches for best mention of two different wide receivers with the same name oh one yeah i like that very there clever uh, very very clever question writing that was great i uh i had to i had to and it's like it a good it's, one it was shame on me because i i love mark clayton both of them and i was like oh my gosh i gotta put this in there so i'm glad you guys got there too it, it, that was the best seeing your guys's faces <laughs> i saw eric go wait a minute you uh. <laughs> So, well, Chris, we don't have like a million people that follow us, but uh, why don't you tell people where they can uh, follow you? Uh, sure. The, the five or six people that'll listen to this. And yeah. uh, 
So I am uh, I'm on Twitter at Christopher Hine. Um, verified. Uh, verified. Recently verified yeah. on Twitter. Uh, very exciting. Um, and you can read my coverage of the Timberwolves and sometimes sports at large at startribune.com slash sports. Um, that's our website uh, for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Um, and just in general, as I always, as I said, when I go on Triviality, um, you know, it's, it's, all, it's never an easy time for local journalism. So I want to encourage people to just subscribe to local journalism um, because there are a lot of people out there doing hard work to write about stories in your community that would probably not otherwise be told if not for local uh, news outlets and local newspapers in general. So support local news. Yeah, I subscribe to three local newspapers. So one in a town that I don't even live in anymore. So yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's what we like to and, hear. And and stated before, all of all of my friends that are fans that watch this, follow this, follow his work so we can track the illustrious careers of Jalen Noel and Jaden McDaniels as they flourish <laughs> and carry the Minnesota Timberwolves into the playoffs. We will see if they survive a trading free agency season here on the Timberwolves. Yeah, no kidding. One of them might get dealt. <laughs> I know. All right. And uh, I know it's on the main feed also, but usually fast break games are for Patreons. If you feel so inclined and you want to support us financially, uh, we would love that uh, to follow us on Patreon. And for all of you that are patrons, we love you. And all of you that don't, we still love you just a little bit less. <laughs> and that's a daddy Alaska promise. So we got to get, we got to get daddy Alaska to Vegas. All right. Support us on Patreon. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers trivia podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the, we'll, oh God. No, just keep it to no, say That's it. Just keep it to say Thanks for listening. All right, hold on. Nailed oh my God, it. Shannon Sharp, what are you doing here? <laughs> to the Bench Warm with the Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch, stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. So episode title we're going with is Daddy Alaska Turns Tricks in Seattle. There you go. <laughs> I just think that Marcus's permanent nickname should be Daddy Alaska. <laughs> From now on, <laughs> you might want you might want to email Ace and get that picture redone. I'm working on that. Okay, Daddy Alaska. Wait, what? What does a Daddy Alaska look like? Just he's put him, just make like, him a male stripper on the pole. That's all it is. Just stripper with, on a pole, but he's got like 13 layers of clothes on. Oh yeah, with with, <laughs> with in, a, in a parka and just have neon lights behind it saying Daddy Alaska. <laughs> <laughs>